This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The owners of breakfast restaurants love to hear that the turkeys weren't gobbling because then they fill up with hunters around 7 or 8 in the morning. On this episode, I'm going to talk about how we can and must break our dependence on gobbling to hunt turkeys. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're talking about gobbling turkeys, or rather, the lack thereof. I've heard it so many times. Well, you know, we just called it a day. They just weren't gobbling today. So 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, the turkey hunters go home. They go out to eat. They're heading over to the Waffle House or McDonald's or wherever it is, their local breakfast joint. And of course, I got nothing against breakfast, and I like supporting my local breakfast joint too. But guys, something about this just has to change. That's ridiculous to leave the woods at 7 or 8 in the morning because, quote, the turkeys ain't goblin. Like, now hold on a minute. What are we doing out there? Are you turkey hunting or are you bird watching? If you're bird watching and the birds aren't talking and they're not moving, well then, you know, there's nothing to do. But if you're turkey hunting and your goal is to hunt turkeys, to bring a turkey home, then what does gobbling have to do with it? If they're not goblins, so what? You, we need to break this psychological dependence on hearing turkeys gobble to hunt them. Now, of course, I like to hear the turkeys gobble. I'm sure you do too, if you've ever heard one. But guys, at the end of the day, you don't need to hear gobbling to hunt turkeys. I mean, it is just not a critical part of the equation. Does it help? Sure. Does it make it fun? Sure. But nothing is more fun than taking a turkey out of the woods when everybody else is at the Waffle House because the turkeys ain't gobbling. That is way more fun. And so... 
there's there's there needs to be a mental shift and a strategic shift. Now, if you've been following this series of podcasts that I've been doing about turkey hunting this year, and the series I did last spring, and the series I did the spring before that, maybe the series of the spring before that, by this point, you would know that the only reason you're going to a specific place, whether they're goblin or not, is because you have reason to believe that there's turkeys there and that the turkeys will be there today. You've scouted, you have sign, maybe there's droppings, maybe you've got scratches, maybe you've got visual sightings, maybe you've got trail camera video or photos. Well, whatever the case may be, maybe you pulled up close by and listened a couple mornings beforehand, you've scouted and you know that there are birds in that area. Ideally, you know that there are birds right smack dab 20 yards in front of you from where you're going to sit down or set up or whatever the case may be. And that's the reason you're at that spot is because that was the place that you identified as the single best turkey hunting location you know of under the current conditions for that day. And if that's the case... Whether the spot is an A-plus spot, a B-plus spot, a C-minus spot, if you've identified that spot as the best spot for the day, based on all of your scouting and all the sign that you've seen, whether that's a little bit of sign or a ton of sign, then that's the best place for you to be hunting. And whether they gobble or not should not change anything about whether or not we can hunt those turkeys. Now, you might say, well, hey, you know, they're not gobbling today. I'm just going to leave the woods, go to work and save my vac- my half day vacation or whatever the case may be for another morning when they are gobbling. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. You know, you got to you got to do what you can do with the time that you have. You've got to work your schedule. You got to work whatever you can work. And if you get out there and you decide, you know what, this is not the best day to be here hunting turkeys. I'm going to save this day for another day. Well, great. Although I'm the kind of guy where, you know what, if I woke up at four in the morning, packed all my stuff, all my gear, got dressed, drove out there, hiked into the woods, and then daylight comes and then an hour passes and I don't hear any goblin. And I'm like, hey, I invested to get here already. Whether I called off work or whether it's a Saturday or whatever the case may be, I'm like, hey, I have put in time, energy, effort, maybe money to be here right now to just leave. I'm like, oh, that's that just seems terrible to me. But that's me. You do you. And so I'm in the woods, and if I don't hear goblin, you know what I do? Nothing. I don't change any, well, actually, let me, let me rephrase that. In terms of staying or leaving, I don't change my plan based on whether or not I hear gobbling. I may change my tactics for hunting that location. I'll give you a great case. Um, a couple, what was it, a season or two ago, I went out to one spot, which of course I identified as the best prospect for that day. And it was a good spot. I've shot gobblers there before. I had lots of sign leading up to the season beginning. And so I'm there. And I have a turkey blind slash deer blind, call it what you will, a pop-up blind at that location. Well, around that location on that property. Now, I would typically prefer not to hunt out of a blind because you're stationary, you're stuck in one place. 
You can't see everything happening around you. However, there are times I prefer to hunt out of a blind because there are various advantages to hunting out of a blind. But nonetheless, for turkey hunting, typically I'm not going to hunt out of a blind if I have the option. So I get out there. I set up at a tree oh, a few yards from the blind, right? Because I put the blind in what I thought was, you know, the best location. And I found a good tree in that area, you know, within shooting distance even of the blind. And I set up there and I waited for dawn to come. And I heard nothing and I called a little and I heard nothing and nothing happened. And there was no goblin anywhere nearby. And I sat there for a little while and I thought, okay, I'm not hearing any birds. I got nothing going on. I'm not seeing any movement. I'm changing tactics. And so I got up and I moved over to the blind and I got into the blind and hunted from there. Now you might say, well, why would you do that? Well, if the turkeys aren't gobbling, that doesn't mean they're not there. That doesn't mean they're not coming. It does mean that you won't know where they're coming from. They could pop up right on top of you. They could come from behind you. They could come from the side. They could catch you stretching. They could catch you yawning. They could catch you doing, you know, whatever movement or shift, shifting around or shuffling or pulling something out of your pocket to eat or opening a candy bar. They could catch you flat-footed and then boom, spook. You may not even know that they came within visual range because they didn't make any noise when they saw you and spooked. They just slowly melted back to where they came from and you never knew they were ever there. And so I was like, you know what? If we're under these kinds of situations and circumstances, I would rather be in a blind if I have no idea where they're coming from and they're not making any noise. Reason being, they're not going to be able to see me from probably anywhere because when I'm hunting turkeys in a blind, I'm hunting with the mesh always with the mesh. If I'm hunting deer in a blind, I will usually hunt with the mesh, though not always, because sometimes you can't see well enough at distance. Depends on how you're hunting, where you're hunting, and the situations. But with turkeys and a shotgun, trying to get them within 40 yards, that is plenty close enough. I'm leaving that mesh up so I can be invisible. And then turkeys could come from anywhere, and they're not going to see me, and they're not going to spook. And, you know, if I'm stretching, if I'm scratching myself, you know, because my, my, my leg's itchy from my socks riding up too high or whatever, it's not going to cause a problem. If I'm pulling something out of my pocket, as long as they don't hear it, I'm going to be all right. And I can sit there and just focus on being quiet instead of focusing on being still. And I can look around as much as I need to from right to left. I can do whatever I want to do, moving my head. I could even... You know, I can I could pull out my phone and play a game if I wanted to. I'm not recommending it, but I'm just saying they're not going to see it. And then that gives me an advantage on those kind of days. Now what I can't do is if all of a sudden I hear him gobble from straight behind me, well, I can't change anything about my position. I can't shoot behind me. I can't turn around and look behind me. I can't, you know adjust where I'm at. My blind is facing where it's facing. I have the field of view that I have, and that's all that I have. And so the reason why I prefer not to set up in a blind most of the time when the morning comes in is because I want to be able to move. Now that moving may just be to the other side of the tree if I hear him gobble from behind me. 
That could be a, you know, move 45 degrees to the left. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That could be get up and, and move 30 yards that way. And, and so I can set up well if they're coming from the other direction. I'm, I have latitude. If I'm hunting a big property, which I don't have as many opportunities to hunt anymore after some of my favorite hunting properties changed hands, then, you know, I'm going to move throughout the morning. If I don't hear anything, I'm going to move. Then I'll sit for a while and I'll move and I'm going to try to strike up a bird. But that's one strategy, one style of hunting for one kind of situation in property. These days, more often than not, I, I can move very little on a property. You know, I've, maybe I'm hunting 15 acres or 25 acres and I can move a, you know, a couple hundred yards in any direction, but that's that. those are my limits. And so if I've got a blind set up where the best spot is, then I can just melt into that if they're being quiet and I can, I give myself an advantage. And third day out that season, it's exactly what happened. Not one gobble, not one anything. I was in the blind, sitting there and boom, long beard just walked out, just dissolved out of the brush. Didn't even see where he came from, even though I was staring right at it when it happened just dissolved out of the brush, stepped out into the into the clear about 35 yards away, wasn't even coming in straight at me, was sort of coming uh, a diagonal passing in front of me, just like checking out what was going on. Just, you know, peeking at my decoys. We didn't look like it was going to come any closer, looked like it was just going to sort of, you know, go parallel to me and stay at that distance and walk in front and away, but I didn't give him enough time to, to show me what he was going to do because I took him at 35 yards and uh, he never knew what happened, never saw me, didn't had any idea anything was going down. And I sat there and I thought, whoo, if I had been doing anything at that moment other than just being completely hidden, then that, that opportunity would have passed right by or would have spooked it. And it would have dissolved right back into the bushes that it came from. Well, I would have never known it was there. So, you know, that was an example of changing my tactics because the turkeys weren't gobbling that day. Or they weren't gobbling nearby. I don't know if that bird, where it came from, if it ever gobbled in its life. But I knew there were turkeys around there because of the scouting. And sitting in the blind the, the previous two days... I had hens all around me. I mean, I don't know. For There were hours on end. If you could shoot a hen, I could have shot a hen. 
They're just walking around me, pecking. I watched them dust. I watched them lay down and relax and get up and look for food and scratch. And I'm sitting there watching hens for hours, sometimes within five yards of me. And even closer than that sometimes, I could have probably just pushed against the wall of the blind and popped them in the head. And I'm sitting there like, that would have never happened had I been sitting against a tree. That would have never happened if I sat against the tree out there. They would have seen me eventually. I might have got a couple minutes of luck with them of those kind of ranges, but they were going to see sooner or later or I was going to move and then they were going to be spooked. And I didn't know if there were gobblers close by in tow right behind them. In those particular situations and moments, there weren't. But that story could have easily ended with five minutes later, the gobbler walked out chasing him and then I took him home. And so, you know, changing up the plan is what you do. Giving up the hunt, that's rather drastic and extreme. So if I'm out on bigger land and I hear nothing, then I'm probably going to move. I'm going to move some distance, uh, maybe 200 yards, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Depends on the topography. I'm going to call a little bit. I'm going to sit there for a little while. Oftentimes, you know, if you do that, even if, if they gobble, well then, okay, you're just, you're playing the regular game. I've done, you know, I don't know, maybe a hundred episodes on turkey hunting at this point. You should know about how to hunt them by now if you've been following. If not, you need to go to the website, newhuntersguide.com, go to the categories, click on turkey hunting, and you can see every episode I've ever posted on the subject, organized by topic and what it has to do, strategy, gear, food plots, scouting, I mean, on and on and on and on. And so all that information is there. And of course, however you found this podcast to begin with, you can find every episode on turkey hunting. Make sure you hit subscribe because you need to. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, got to change tactics. And so if I'm going to be moving, I'm going to get up and I'm going to sit down. And oftentimes, okay, if they gobble, they gobble. If they don't gobble, well then, they're, if they're coming, they're going to come. So probably 20 minutes, within you know, 20, 30 minutes, you're going to hear or see them. If they're there and if if that calling interested them. So I might get up, I might move a couple hundred yards, I might sit down, I might call a little bit. I might even just stand there and call and listen. And if I don't hear anything, well then I make a, I make a decision. Is this a good place? Might there be turkeys around here? Maybe I'll just sit down you know, for half an hour, maybe call another time or two and see if anything comes in. Then I'm gonna get up and move again. Or if I'm just going to do, you know, true running and gunning, I'm going to maybe spend five minutes in each spot just listening. And I'm trying to make them gobble. I'm trying to force a gobble. I might try some different calls. I might try to do whatever I can do to get a gobble, but I'm not going home because I haven't heard a gobble yet. A season or two ago, I was out hunting with a friend and we had walked 10 miles, maybe more that day. I mean, just high country, a lot of hills, a lot of ridges. We were just covering lots of ground, big, big, big public land, thousands of acres. And we were walking and we were walking and we were walking and walking and walking and calling. And we'd sit for a little bit and call and we'd walk and walk and walk and call and walk and you name it, we did it. Well, it's 1135 or so. We had gone a full circle of the circuit we were going to make. 
We had just walked past the cell phone tower up on a ridge. I mean, we were high up there. And we start walking down the gas line road. Well, I guess it wasn't a gas line. It was the... It was the yeah, road is a generous term. We were walking down this trail that led up to the cell phone tower that they would go up there to do whatever maintenance they did. And I still got my call. And we have given up. I mean, my buddy's totally given up. I've given up. But I'm still calling every 100 or 200 yards because, you know what? There's always a chance. And we're walking down this road. And I, I didn't even stop walking to call. And I call and boom, turkey shock gobbles about 50 yards in front of us. We were stupefied. Like we didn't even know what to do. We were so just shocked that the turkey gobbled, that there were actually turkeys out there and that this actually happened. We're looking at each other. We're looking around. I mean, we look like a bunch of Looney Tunes trying to figure out what, 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 do, we, what do we do? Where do we go? What, what, what do we do now? Like, like we've never hunted turkeys before. And so we each dived off the side of the, the trail there to try to find some cover. It took us like five minutes to try to figure out where to set up. And we might have gotten one more gobble out of that turkey, but it was over. We, we just played it like buffoons. We made so much noise talking and trying to figure out where to go and what to do. We broke all the rules and we lost that opportunity. But had we been playing it a little smarter, we'd have waited until, all right, there's a spot we could set up. All right, here's what we'll do if we hear something. Stop, gobble, or call. We would have heard that gobble, boom. We could have moved right into position, made no noise, and then try to bring them in. Instead, we definitely spooked them out because we had already given up because they wasn't a goblin. And so some of the way I learned some of these things is by doing it the hard way. But nonetheless, we got to break this dependence on gobbling. A turkey does not need to gobble for you to take it home. All right, they do not need to gobble. Now, of course, you don't hear any goblin. You wish you would have, right? Maybe you're a little bit uh, discouraged. That's just the way it goes. I would always rather hear gobbling than not hear gobbling. But I don't know, maybe maybe 30% or so of the turkeys that I've taken never gobbled. In fact, I don't know. I probably never even heard a gobble that day. But they came. But they came. And I got them. I was ready. I was in position. I didn't give up. I didn't go home. I didn't go to the Waffle House. And so, guys, if you're out there and you don't hear gobbling, that shouldn't, that shouldn't dissuade you because you shouldn't be out there unless you already have evidence that there's turkeys out there. And so whether there's turkeys gobble or not, you know they're there. So you've got the confidence to stick it out, to push through, to see it happen. And you can get results when other people don't get results. This is one of the times when scouting beforehand can make or break a hunt. Because if you just randomly trek out to the middle of nowhere and you don't know if there's ever been a turkey out there. And you sit down and you don't hear any gobbling. Well, why would you stay there an hour? right? Why, why would you waste any time in that spot if you have no reason to believe there's any turkeys around there? You're not going to. And you probably shouldn't, but you shouldn't have gone there to begin with. Those kind of random shots in the dark are just a waste of time. It can take you half a season 
just to find where turkeys are and then finally get out there. By now they're pressured. By now maybe they're not gobbling as much. Maybe the breeding season is waning and it becomes more difficult to hunt them. Whereas if you'd been there opening day, it might've been an open and shut case. But by the third week of the season, it's, uh, you know, it's really difficult. And this is where scouting can make her, and not just make her break a hunt, but make her break your morale. Like the days I was hunting in that blind, even though I didn't want to be in a blind, I was turkey hunting. I was excited. Even though I didn't hear or see any toms, I knew any moment could be the moment because I know there are turkeys around here. I've got their picture. I've got their face. I know what they look like. I've got names for them picked out. Well, not that particular time, but there's times, you know, you, you get enough footage. You know, a lot of people, they name deer based on the antlers and that they got in their trail cams all the time. Well, you name those turkeys. Right, you know you've got named turkeys walking around this property, even though you don't see them, even though you don't hear them, you know they're around, and sooner or later they're gonna come through that spot, and it could be any moment, and that's exactly what happened with the one that I told you about, who just dissolved out of the bushes. I'm sitting there, it's maybe seven thirty in the morning, hadn't heard a gobble anywhere. Turkey just comes out. But I'm sitting there waiting with bated breath as if he's just going to step out any moment. And I'm just on my game. I don't know if he's going to come from the right or the left or far away in front or just pop up right from behind me and stand next to my blind five yards away. I didn't know, but I was ready for anything, expecting it to happen. And it didn't happen the first two days in that spot, in that blind. But on day three, it happened. And there he was. And so you, when you, when you've scouted, when you know they're there, you've got the stay to it, the stick to itiveness in you, to to push it out, to push through, to wait, to be patient, because you know any moment could be the moment, right? You know, if you're hunting a good deer spot and you got a lot of deer sign and you know that there's deer around, and and you've got trail camera pictures, you've got binocular sightings, you got whatever you've got, and you know. They're there this time of day, all the time. If they're not there every day, they're there almost every day. And you're just waiting for any moment to be the moment. You're not waiting to hear something. You don't need to hear the, the, the deer, you know, snort or, or, or do anything or grunt. You're, you're just waiting for them to appear. And, you know, with turkey hunting, we get spoiled because they usually gobble. But if they don't gobble we should have that same level of focus and enjoyment of the hunt, just expecting that opportunity at any moment. And when you hunt like that and you have put in some scouting, you will be rewarded. You will take home turkeys. You won't take home a turkey every time because this is turkey hunting. Nothing works every time. But you will fill tags you will have turkey nuggets. You will put turkey legs in the freezer. You will make, you know, pulled pulled barbecue turkey legs and whatever you want. You will do it because you did the work in advance. You know they're there and you hunted the opportunities. You had the hunt, whether they gobbled or not, and you will take those birds. 
So guys, I hope this is helpful for you. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out all the episodes on turkey hunting, articles, reviews. Head to iTunes, leave a review with comment. Why? Because it's the number one way to help grow the channel. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.